When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Blakey's Boot Room, the number one Cardiff City podcast. Brought to you by Wales Online. Hello and welcome to Blakey's Boot Room, the Cardiff City podcast from Wales Online. I'm Dominic Booth, joined by Nathan Blake and Paul Abandonato. As usual, it's going to be a Burnley preview special today. Cardiff, six games to go in the relegation battle. Um, and Nathan and Paul, nice to have you along with us. Good day, good day, good day. Um, we'll have to start with some sad news, unfortunately. Um, former member of this podcast, contributor to this uh, boot room show, Steve Tucker, who worked at Wales Online and then The Echo sadly passed away. So, devastating news. I think he was only about 52. Um, Blakey, really sad. Yeah, 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 really. Um, past sad, really, beyond sad, really, Don. He was... Uh, you know, I know he he <laughs> tax could rub people up the wrong way. You know, he was uh, you either loved him or loved him when it came to his reporting. But um, playing for for Cardiff myself, never really never really knew him. Uh, Paul was the only ro- uh, reporter I knew. Paul and Rob Phillips at that time. And um, regardless of whether Paul or Rob would write good things or bad things about me, it never bothered me. It never never in the slightest but I know a lot of people used to get upset by what what Tux used to say but he sound was, of a good journalist but he was that. good at what he'd done absolutely he was good at what he'd done and um, you know in our days where we were recording the, the podcast um, live on video uh, he and I you know really got to know each other very well we used to travel up and down the country to games together and um I was uh, I was I was getting him into the old R and B and soul music, because uh, he's a big Morrissey fan and one of you. But uh, yeah, sad news, Dom. Really beyond sad. Like I said, um, good guy. If you if you know him, really good guy. Uh, great character, and um, yeah, be sadly missed. Be very sadly missed. Paul, nothing to add to that. Blake, you summed it up beautifully. I think. Yeah. Well, uh, our con- our condolences to uh, to Steve's family, and um, great to see all those messages from Cardiff fans out there. And um, yeah, keep them coming because yeah. we we they, it means a lot. You know, it means a lot to myself, Paul, yourself. <laughs> you know, the paper itself, the organisation. To know that you know, regardless of which, whether you think he was controversial or not, you know, he was he was a Cardiff diehard through and through. So. Well, as we've seen on so many occasions this season, in previous seasons, the Cardiff City family coming together, mm. as they did obviously for the tragic Emiliano Sala yeah. um, situation. Trite as it may seem, we're, we do have to move on. Let's talk about uh, Cardiff's next game, which is a big one, of course. Um, Burnley didn't exactly help Cardiff out by no. beating Bournemouth, or Bournemouth didn't exactly help Cardiff out, did they, Blakey? Yeah, and and you know to go one nil down, you have to say to that, you have to. 
I always say give credit where it's due, Dom. No, you have to you have to tip your hat to boys like that. But we've said time and time again on this podcast, they're the time type of team that can go to Liverpool and win. You know, go to Manchester United and win. They they they've got it. They've got that experience, and I think that's what is showing at the moment. I was hoping that because they'd had such a long season, they would hit a brick wall right about now. But they seem to have regathered some they've rallied, momentum. They've rallied, haven't they? Yeah. One more time. Again, they've gone again, which you can only say, you know, is um, their spirit is fantastic. You have to admire it for what they what they're doing. But um, you know, it's it's not over. I think that result was a real, you know, killer blow, really, uh, to Cardiff Burnley or Cardiff catching Burnley. You're now looking at Southampton. Um, and again, they look very good against Liverpool. You know, yes, lost the game, but look very, very good. So you think to yourself, they're more Brighton. Brighton look good in their game. So, listen, for me, it's a case of Cardiff. The only way Cardiff stay up now is... By going to those those four teams out of their six games, yeah, um, for the winnable games that we would and call winning, it, yeah. winning all four, uh, and ended up on what was it taking forty points. Um, it's ironic that at the start of the season, when all the teams were bunched together, we thought it's going to be a low points tally that will keep you up 30, 33 points. Yeah, kind of on twenty eight now, and then five oh, points adrift. Yeah, yeah, it's it's funny how it turns and. Uh, you know, I thought I was one of them who thought it'd be about 34, 35 this season. And it turns out it's probably going to be 38, 39 again. Do you know what I mean? Which which guarantees you safety. Palace, I think, just went to 39. You didn't predict that one, did you? No, they're the really <laughs> isn't they? Um, but then getting the 39 as well. I just, I just think for us, if we go down, I would say a lack of Premier League experience uh, throughout. Um... A lack of goals has been a problem. A lack of ball possession mm, has been a definitely. problem. Uh, and conceding too many goals the other end. It's kind of like you don't score enough and you concede a lot. You can get away with not scoring, but having a lot of clean sheets. And Cardiff have had, I think, what? Eight, eight clean, sheets. clean sheets. Yeah, which is impressive. But they've still conceded 50-odd goals. 60, 60, 60 goals. 60 goals which is probably top two, maybe top three worst in the in the league. So, you know, you you you've got to approach it one way or the other. You've got to say we're going to be very defensive and stop the goals going in. If we lose, we lose by the odd goal, and work on that. We've said all season work on that effect, that um, counter attacking offensive side of the game, or you have to um, maintain better possession of the ball. And outscore your opponent and uh, I, I think we've been caught in between two stalls most of the season for me. Yeah, definitely it's not over of course just yet though uh, Paul speaking to Neil Warnock as I was this morning he said he named Brighton as the team that Cardiff City can look to overhaul and obviously that game next Tuesday night at Brighton is going to be vital do you see it like that or do you think there are other teams um I'm looking at you for the positive ray of sunshine here, Paul. I know. It's, I think... I don't totally rule out Burnley yet. I think that was a killer blow last week, by the way. But if Cardiff can go there and win, Burnley have got four really tough games left. And I know you say that they can go to Liverpool, but you know they've got to play 
Arsenal, Chelsea, Man City, I think it is, and Everton away. And, yeah. and it is conceivable they could not pick up anything there. Um, basically, Cardiff have got two season-defining games coming up. They've got Burnley away and Brighton away, back-to-back, Saturday and Tuesday. And those matches will define the season. It's it's asking an awful... I mean, we've targeted them with four games Cardiff can win, Blake. Here. We mm-hmm. think they can win Burnley, Brighton, Fulham away and Palace at home mm-hmm. and the other games are Liverpool and Man United you're asking an awful lot to expect Cardiff City to win two of those games away from home let alone I think if four, you looked at the season four games in total they've won two or three maybe out of yeah. those kind of games they won probably a 50% share of those kind um, of games you know by if they can go to Burnley and win and go to Brighton and win it changes all the dynamics again mm-hmm. Um Southampton have got on paper the easiest run in. Brighton have actually got some really tough fixtures left, but but they've got a game in hand as well, and they're hard to beat at home. It's it's we'll know more by the time the next podcast is done because it will be after those two matches, and they will define Cardiff season, I think. Well, if they're going to define Cardiff season, then Cardiff need to obviously get the formula right in both games. Which they haven't always done. We spoke about that. Before. They will define the season because they have to win the games. Well, Not only for, to get their own points tally, but to stop those two We're moving ahead by move. further points. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Blakey talks about getting more goals. So how do Cardiff get more goals? How Cardiff do... could be relegated by the end of that second game. By the way, in effect, yeah, in effect, yeah. 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 So how do they? How do they not? Be relegated by that, the end of those two games. What's their plan? As you as you're often saying. Uh, well, <coughs> you, you obviously you're at the stage now where you know you have to look at how you've played different times. What's got you your best results? How you've got those best results? Who the personnel have been? Um, listen, there's been as you alluded to just now. There's been mistakes, uh, in my opinion, made when you know certain players were not selected but then we found out later that that certain players might have been injured or carrying something or something else so you know you have to say to this point it's been no I'm not going to sit here and say it's been a great season I'm going to say it's been better than a lot thought it was going to be right we thought we could have a decent season and had a chance of staying up outside of this room you know, very uh, few our did. fans met. Very few thought they thought we would be in Fulham or Huddersfield position by now. So to get to this point, <clears throat> it's not an achievement, but they've done okay. But like I always say, Tom, you know, if Premier League is where you want to be, and ultimately, as the capital city uh, and our fans, um, it's where they want to be. You can't, you can't think right. We've been there. We've got a divine right to go down to the championship and go back there. You know, it well, was it doesn't work like that. Five does it? years the last well. time we were there. You know, we've got. To, you know, when you get there, you gotta have a plan to that keeps you there in a sustainable way. You know, I'm not saying blow banks or anything like that, but I think if we go down, we've got to have we've got to be so much better than coming back up. Uh, I had this on uh, on Saturday, and s- someone said, "You know, keep Neil Warnock, you know, bounce straight back." Well, number one, there's no guarantee of that. Number two, you're back then into the same position you were 12 months ago. Now, if Neil then stepped down and you move forward, 
the succession planning needs to be the planning needs to be now for what happens if you go down what happens if you stay up and if you go down when you come back up how is this going to look because my fear with Cardiff is there's not enough knowledge not enough football knowledge uh, at the club and you know just don't forget this whole last two and a half seasons has largely been down to Neil Warnock coming in with his team and doing something that none of us thought was possible basically so when he leaves and his team leave with him what's left in place that is my worry well Cardiff heading towards even if they stay up maybe we, we could maybe see a situation where Neil Warnock leaves and even if they go down Warnock has said he'll do whatever Vincent Tan wants him to do but what is Cardiff's future next season, up or down? Do you see Do you see Warnock staying at the club? Um, their plan, Blakey. I mean, we. If I've got a criticism of Neil Warnock, it's this: that there was a mantra given once Cardiff won promotion and this season that if we go down, we come straight back up. Burnley did it. We'll have a squad good enough to have another crack at it. But I look at so that is their plan I suppose that was their plan Mm. albeit a short very very short term one Mm. but I look at that chapter I mean we know what the championship's like we've watched Cardiff in it enough you know that you know you can go to Rotherham and lose on a Tuesday night or lose 3-0 at Preston on a Wednesday night whatever but I look at the championship this year and I look at at what by championship standards star studded squads at, at Stoke West Brom, Aston Villa, none of whom are going to get automatic promotion for one reason or another. So they'll be there next year. I look, I look at Nottingham Forest squad, really good squad of players, nowhere, nowhere near it. Mm-hmm. And you can go on, can you? Middlesbrough, Middlesbrough. So you can keep mm-hmm. going on. And so, so <laughs> this theory that well, you come down with a Premier League in inverted commas squad and you can come straight back up, it doesn't work. No. It won't work. And so if I've got a criticism, it's that I thought there was a little bit of a defeatist attitude in terms of, well, Burnley did this and then came back up and that's what we can look to do. Now, maybe Neil Warnock would say, hang on, that's realism as opposed to defeatism. But What, uh, bouncing back straight? Yeah, so I would if we come down, we come done, back up. Uh, I think in Premier League history, it's probably done, been done four or five times, maybe. Um, I'm, I'm guessing. I know we've done it at Bolton once. I know uh, Burnley have done it. Yeah, it doesn't uh, happen often. It doesn't these happen days, often. It? No, it just doesn't happen often. Again, time and again, Neil was using Burnley as the analogy, as yeah. the template for Cardiff. And yeah. you know, I, I come back to it. You look at the talent in some of those teams that are nowhere near the top two. And look how long it's taken Burnley to get to. Do you know what I mean? And you would say right throughout, because I always say, Paul, it's not just about the first team. It's about the foundations beyond that. It's beyond, behind the scenes. Do you know what I mean? Um, academies, commercial revenues, the whole shebang. How is it all working? Who's putting it together? Now, someone said on Saturday, oh, they need a director of football. Well, fine. Director of football comes in and deals with people who haven't got a clue about football or everything that's there. Academy's not producing players, I haven't produced players for a decade, right? No no Welsh, no Cardiff boys from Cardiff through into the Welsh squad, hasn't been for, for a very long time. So you've got to look at this and say, right, is this, is this like you've gone to the Premiership, a flash in the pan? Or is it something bigger and greater that something is being built underneath that is going to come to fruition over the next two or three years? And I don't think 
my personal opinion, I don't think I can look at it and go, well, the building blocks are in place underneath, it's going to come and it's going to be a bit of a monster in the next three or four years. I think I'm totally unsure about what happens after the Warnock era. And a director of football, they think clicking your fingers and it's going to fix everything, well then you're sadly mistaken. But, but I think at the moment, as we speak at this moment in time, the future has to be the Premier League. Right, they've got these season-defining games, and by hook or by crook, they've got to try. But even then, Paul, they've got to try and win these. Even games, then, you've so. got to look long term. You no. can't have stayed in the Premier League Absolutely. this season by hook or by Absolutely. crook. Yeah, They're probably going to be in a relegation battle next year. They Absolutely. need to find a way of over the years the time, going out. Of I that. think for the time being, the focus needs to be on these two games. Here and now, I really do. Well, that's um, what Warnock's yeah. strength is, isn't so, it? So, so we go back to what you said. You know, about five ten minutes ago, which was how can Cardiff score the goals? to win the games or what's the lineup? I Well, we'll go back to this new Marnias versus Ken Zahor debate, well, don't I, we? Well, I'm beginning to think something radical might need to happen. To, to the answer to the question is, by the way, first of all, keep a clean sheet, right? Which is easier said than done away from home. But I'm now beginning to think something a little bit more radical needs to happen because they have, you know, the, the cliche must win. These are must win games for Carter for the reasons we've said. Draws, even draws, you would argue, are not good enough because it means Brighton and Burnley keep the gap and Cardiff have got to close that gap on them. Um, and winning the games obviously changes the mindset then for Liverpool at home, Palace at home, Fulham away. Suddenly there's extra belief. Um, I've, What's I've, your radical uh, well, shake-up No, it's not Paul. radical, radical. I've just jotted it down. I, I, I would... I would go four three three. I would change it around. I would play Zahor and the ass up top together. You four four two, you mean? No, four three three because I would have Murphy. I would have Murphy as a sort of as an old fashioned sort of winger as part of that to provide the service. So I'd go Camarasa, Gunnison, and Arthur in the midfield. I'd have Murphy out wide, and I'd have Zahor and the ass up top. And yes, that doesn't give you width on the other side of the pitch that Murphy is not on, but. I just think something different needs to change now. I really do. Can I can I immediately counter that again, referring to my Ooh, chat with Neil Warnock? Yes, have it. He said that's the gloves he said off, two, two up tops not going to happen basically because they played it at Wolves and the Assens all played together at Wolves and it didn't work at all. It, it was pretty disastrous that day. They played tried to play Reed Reed in the ten behind two strikers and it didn't. It didn't work. I yeah, think but that was, was a no, poor defensive display. That wasn't. That wasn't. That yeah. wasn't. A, it was also a, a, a non-existent attacking. It, it was. It was. But, but it, you know, you're playing against a team traditionally who play counter-attack football, but they killed you for possession. And I'm not saying possession has been a. You know, it's nine tenths of the law for me. If you can't, you can't score without the ball. I'm not saying play Reed at ten. I think that is the fundamental error in that lineup. I, I would play a proper three-man midfielder, Gunnarsson, Arthur, and Camarasa. Like a lopsided, he play a lopsided. We yeah. call it a lopsided four. Yeah, and right? Murphy, so three Murphy with one advance. Murphy and, is a wide player. You know, right? Yeah, yeah there's nothing yeah. wrong with that. And is but I think there is goal. Paul, I look at that and I think I, I think that's not a bad um, lineup, right? Because I think to myself, then if. If you looked at that, what I would have liked to see, and it, everything's great in hindsight, but you know, Nias can play right or left, yes. you know, and you, you, you can work on that front three with, say, Katmarasa joining them, yeah. where <coughs> they rotate into different positions. Yeah. They don't you know. Murphy can end up as a nine, Zahor can end up as an 11, Nias can end up as a seven. It doesn't have to be like rigid. So rigid, you know, it, and, 
again, it's something that I, like the I think going forward we need to improve on. See, I think that Kamarasa, Gunnarsson and Arta could provide control in midfield that you need. And I think that a front three of Zahor, Nias and Murphy, that's a pretty quick front three to be playing away from home, isn't it? There's a lot of directness there and something just needs to change. Well, it'll be interesting, I think, the Burnley Zior, Zahor, Nias and Hoyland. No, I would have Murphy as the winger, to be honest, yeah. Okay, Zahor, Murphy and Hoyland. So you're looking at... No, Zahor, Nias and Murphy. You have to play Nias. Yeah. 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 Okay. I think you have to play Nias down the middle. I genuinely do. I don't think Zahor... We said it before, Blakey. Just doesn't offer enough in terms of working the channels, and that's what Cardiff need, because as Blakey says... Cardiff don't have the ball. Yeah, yeah. So what's what's the Nias um, debate? Well, Please. I know you. You and I, that. Blake, you seem to be the only people sticking up for poor old Umar. <laughs> That's not true. Well, you That's have as well, Paul. In fairness, there's a lot of people for calling for for Zahor to come in for Nias, basically. Which, as we've said, I'm not sure what Zahor's can I, can form I, merits. Can I just tell you why that is? You're always, you're always better, better when, when you're, you're on the bench. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you are. Yeah, you're always people, and it's 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 people's desperation to hold on to what we've got and try and stay in the Premier League and think right, just just chuck him in, maybe it'll work because you kind of already made up your mind that Nias isn't going to get you the goals you need because it doesn't matter now. It's the work rate Nias works fantastically well, runs the channels, blah blah blah. People don't blah. care about that now, do they? No, just they just win. want winning. They yeah. get, you know, the best chance. Does he give you the best chance of winning? You and I and Paul might say, well, yes. But in that's one based sense, on his overall game. Work rate, yeah. yeah. But in another sense, no. But then, you know, Zahor, you go to Zahor and you say, well, does he give you the best chance of winning? In some senses, yes. And in other senses, no. The yes is if Zahor returns to the form of 18 months ago, two years ago, then yes, it gives you a great chance of winning. There's a whore of largely last season and this, no. But can you put it out of the bag? Well, we'll see, never know unless see, he plays. See, and that's my point, Blakey, that, that, that Burnley's win at Bournemouth, which I wasn't really expecting, right? Burnley's win at Bournemouth has changed the mindset for me. Yeah. Right? It now is win or bust. It's all on Absolutely. Nothing, right? It I has become all or nothing. Mm-hmm. That win, you know, if they'd lost at Bournemouth, I said, no. Kind of do a holding job, stick with the normal formation, Hoyle and Murphy wide, cameras are just behind or Reed just behind, the ass, whatever. But that win has changed the dynamic. You're just trying to surprise Just because Cardiff, man, just well, Cardiff need to win the game doesn't I just mean they're going home. Cardiff have got to, got to do something a bit more radical now. And I just think that so, there is more goal threat, with threats being the operative word, I accept that. Yeah. But there is more goal threat stroke hope with Zahor and Nias up top together. Yeah, than there is playing the. Here's one for you. Then would you take out one of the three or two of the three? Just play Goodison as a holder and play someone like a Reed as a number eight. No, box I'd like to see Reed. No, and Hoyler on one side, Murphy on the other side. And, do you understand what I mean? If I you totally get that go, logic, but go I... radically for. Goals because it's goals what you I just ultimately going to keep you. I just think you'd be better losing four three. Yeah, 
Do you know what I mean? Yeah, but I just think that the selection I've suggested there with Camaras and Gunnar Sonata as proper three-man midfield mm. is more likely to offer you control in midfield, which you also need. Mm. Absolutely. I think, I think yeah. the one, it would be too much of a radical step so to go Blake, the other I like way. that, Blake. So talk us through that, because I think that could work. What you're saying, Reed and Camaras are as almost dual number 10s. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. they're two wide men. Yeah, yeah. And one up top. Yeah, and yeah. And yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, See, I, like, than, I like that. Yeah. I mean, if if not, okay, you might say I wouldn't start with it. You might say I start with a solid, you yeah. know, add uh, Gunnarsson and Camarasa. But I'm I'm thinking like time for three men midfield now is kind of like over. Do you know what I mean? You, you mean in the modern game or it, just no? For us now. In the modern the game is what I believe in. Yeah, 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 it's what yeah. I believe in. But yeah, you need goals. Yeah, that's where we are now. We need to win games. Yeah. It doesn't matter. We'd be better winning five four yeah. than losing one nil and going yeah. oh, you know, we were unlucky. We'd be better. It's all about. I agree with Paul that it's all about. It, there's no a point is good here. A point is listen. You've got six games left. Yeah, yeah. You lose the next two or don't win the next two, and. It's it's lo- it's over because you're not going to get much out of Liverpool. You're not going to get much out of Man United. So effectively, you've got two games after that, six points, and you're already five points behind right now. So you know it's it, it's it, you you just got to go for it. it. It sounds radical. But to tap but, into Neil Warnock's thinking, he he will be saying, "Well, our best chance is to conserve for the first 60, 70 minutes or whatever." And, and then maybe late. what you say, bring someone on, nick, nick something late. Yeah. He probably doesn't want to. The open problem is, Dom, if we imagine if roles were reversed and we had the home games against the next two teams coming up, yeah, we'd be saying we're at home. We've got our fans. We, if we get that momentum, our fans behind us, we become really hard to stop. Flip it. We're not at home. We're away. You know, Burnley, very good team. Yeah, on paper, probably a better man for man team than us. Yeah, on paper, and you say, right, at home, crowd behind them, momentum, some great wins they've picked up. You know, really, the chances of Cardiff going there and winning, they're not high. No. You know, so that's why you need to. You've got to, you've got to. I'm just saying, you know, this is something that you probably, if you're Neil Warnock and his team, you sit down and you debate over the last week until early hours of the morning because you're just looking for anything and you're thinking right how can we approach this game and throw something different at it so what what I want to why would you Dom because I in terms of the personnel I think you would agree with every player I've picked bar one yeah bar one yeah why why would you be against the normal back four and midfielder Camarasa Gunnarsson and Arta Zahor Nias and Murphy why? why why would you be against that because I think that you need to find a way of getting Bobby Reid in the team, and I don't, I don't care how really whether he plays on a wide right role. We'll put, we'll put Bobby Reid up front with one of, one of Zahor on the ass then. But I'm saying that two need to be up front now to provide more of a goal threat. I just don't I'm think saying. Cardiff play well with two up front and haven't done since Neil Warnock has been at the club. Really, mm. it's because they leave him with two in midfield effectively. Yeah, yeah. They don't dominate the, the ball, so. and they don't dominate the ball. Yeah. So. You know, and you know, we've said since day one, you know, possession. If you're not going to have possession, then you have to work on, like Wolves do, sitting, sitting in, but being able to counter attack. Now, what we define that Cardiff have is pace. Zahor got 
great pace. Murphy's got great pace. Uh, Hoylet's got great pace. Nias has got great pace. Uh, Mendes Lang has got great pace. So you've got, you know, it's disappointing for me that I don't think I've, well, I not don't think, I know, I haven't seen that side of us develop then where I think, God, we are so dangerous on the counter-attack, you know? And I think we've got the players and the ability to do it. I, I don't see why a midfielder, Camarasa, Gunnison and Arta can't control possession. Mm. Like, yeah, I know it doesn't happen. I, I, so it's not just about those, it's, it's about your defenders after you come on the ball as well, isn't it? So your full-backs have to push I remember the opposition of players as well. They, they wanted to do the exact same thing. And I think the, the, the problem would be, Paul, not that I agree with what you're saying, but the problem would be, because they've never played it or tried it or practised it, if it doesn't work in the first 10 minutes, it doesn't work, you can see it. And then that's when the manager's going to have to swallow his pride and go, right, revert back to what we normally do. Do you know what I mean? Because whenever Cardiff have tried something slightly different this season, it it hasn't really worked. Do you know what I mean? I don't think we've... We, our thing is going man for man, follow people around the pitch and just play kind of a man for man style football. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's not really, you know, we've got plan A or plan B or today we're going to go with the back three and, you know, Bobby Reed is going to be the runner who's going to, you know, stretch him behind and, you know, that's going to be the ball that Bennett and say, um, whoever's playing right back, uh, let's say Paltier, is going to, you look for him nine times out of ten and then from there, Reedy, we're looking to get it wide and back in the midfield and then make sure we... We've never really had those patterns of play. I've been saying it all season. Patterns it goes back to play, long term, doesn't patterns it? Patterns of play, patterns of play, which you get used to. And uh, yeah, I just think you know, we find ourselves now at the edge of the cliff. Simple as that. You know what I mean, make or break time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, get us onto Brexit there for a minute. Absolutely not. I wouldn't, I wouldn't dare get us onto Brexit. We lose all, all our listeners. The TO rules and all that. They'd all say, no, I can't take no more. Will Cardiff leave the, the point, Premier League the without a deal? Is the, the point question. I'm making is right, though, I think, that Bournemouth has changed that mindset for me and something more different now needs to be... A the word is different. The word is, even if you start the same, you've got to have something in your locker that's going to surprise the opposition. So I would understand completely Neil Warnock saying, listen, we're going to play this up to 65, 60, 65, 70 minutes, and then I'm going to try and nick it in the last 20. Do you know what I mean? 25 minutes of injury time. I've tried that all season. When they go a goal, two goals down. Like they did that is the problem. Yeah, that's the problem. They, they concede early goals that they've done away from home, and it's game over. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I, I, I would say once you concede a goal, you've got to be able to... But you, you, you practice those things, Paul. You practice like going down to ten men. You practice, you know what? This is our game plan. However, if they, if someone slips and makes a mistake or scores an own goal and we're one nil down in the first ten minutes, we're gonna switch to because we need to get the game back. We need to get the goal back. So, whether I think Warnock's those things have happened, we don't know. You're only saying that because you're leaving, Dom. <laughs> Neil, I'm sorry. Dom, Dom and I have spoken about that. We we've predicted them pretty much every time, haven't we, Dom? We play a little they're, game. They're, they're very they're very like for like substitutions, yeah. right? And maybe that's because Cardiff have to play a certain way, yeah. you know. But we we tend to we tend to predict them and we get them spot on most of the yeah. time, don't we? I honestly, I honestly. So think I don't think that 
you've got to try something different radical thing that that hasn't been evident this yeah. season in terms of changing the game plan around I don't think I'll, you know? I'll still maintain I think we could have been better right from the get go yeah no, we're not talking in the past tense we're not down yet but well, it remain, it remains we've said it on the boot rule since day one Cardiff need to get more possession of the ball remember at Bournemouth Absolutely. You know, that was when it was clearly evident. It was a long time ago. He was right. going on the Dean It was, it was clearly evident Coast. that Cardiff need to learn tricks of the trade, need to be a bit more clever on how they approach the game, and need more possession of the ball because, you know. It's, well, if they, it's, it's if they can difficult. do a little bit more of that over the next six games, then who knows? But um, Yeah, it's not over yet. It's, it's not, not over, over yet. yet. We'll have a quick break and then we're going to um, do a bit of Ask Blakey. Subscribe to The Boot Room on iTunes or listen on walesonline.co.uk. There's a couple of ones here, Nathan, that have made me laugh. Um, not so much questions, but uh, more hopes. Steve Reese says, All right, Steve, Blakey, are you, fit, so are you still fit enough to dust your boots off and bang some goals in? To save your club from relegation. Uh, I wish I was, Steve. I really do wish I was. Honestly, on I the, really wish I was. On those same lines, Andy Stevens says, "How many goals would Blakey have scored in this team this season?" <sighs> I think. I think. I think I would have got. I think I would have got to at least question. double figures. Yeah. Yeah, because I, I think I wasn't. Do you know, like I, I, like I look at Zahor and I know he's the type of player that. You don't have to have someone passing the ball across the six-yard box for you to score. Yeah, you're not that type of striker. You've got many attributes to your game. Me, I, I, I think I would have got. Well, if you get a consistent run of games in this team, and well, not just that, I would have been screaming at people to make sure they put the ball in the box more as well. You know, I, I would have looked to link, especially with someone like Camarasa. I would have I would have worked with him in training one on one on runs that just look out for this. When I do this to you, this is where I'm gonna go. So just look to put me in. Even if it's impossible ball, just look to put me in. Right? So they, they, I don't know, I, 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 I keep saying that. I see things and I think I don't know how how, how much it's uh it's it's all clicked to be fair. Because I, I've not cameras have got the ability to put on a sixpence. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I don't see him putting balls on a sixpence for strikers. Well, we might see more of him doing that for another team next season, which it would be a shame, wouldn't it? Because I think teams are interested in him, and yeah. you can see him fitting into a, a higher caliber of team. Yeah. But good question, Steve. It is and a good uh, question. I'd like yeah. to see it. <laughs> what about this one then from um, Mark Gerald, who says, right, Mark. Good question, I think. Is there any chance that. Etheridge will stay if Cardiff go down or do you see him moving on? I think he's had a great season. I still think in Monday football he needs to improve his feet. I don't care what anyone says to me. Uh, and if he doesn't go, I think that would be the biggest reason why. So he's a, he's a 50-50. But when you move, you probably go for money. Not massive dough, but big dough in the scheme of things. Pressure's changed, mate. You know, pressures change. All of a sudden, that kicking becomes a severe burden if it's not up to scratch in a team where they expect you to play a lot more than they are at Cardiff. Because even if you go to Burnley, Brighton, they play 
more football than, than, than Cardiff do at this moment in time. So You can't fault a shot stopping, can you, Etheridge? No, I don't know, but there's the many best. keepers like that. You yeah. know, I could go down to League Two and say there's some quality keepers who great shot stopping. I look at Joe Day at Newport, great shot stopper, with his feet coming for the ball, not as great. Yeah. Improvements to be made, you know. So also needs to command this box better. O'Neill? Well, too, I think he's been all right from too, that point too, of view. Too many crosses come across that six-yard box for my liking. Yeah, I, I think um, Cardiff's defend, defending of set pieces has been way off what I would have expected, personally. Yeah. I don't know if that's down to Etheridge or Morrison or whoever. It's, it's the modern-day mantra with goalkeepers. They tend to be what we call liners in the game, but but you know, I prefer, you know, if a, if a cross is coming across your six-yard box, go and punch it away. Did you see what's his name for Man City yesterday? at Madison. Um, yeah, at uh, in the Champions League, crosses coming in like he's already read it like a but second that's... before the lad's pulled his foot back. He's on his way, and he, the one he's come taking out the air, and then his own you know, player has hit you know, him and he's flipped you know over. Do you know who's good at that? Wayne Hennessy when he plays for Wales, not so much when he plays for Palace, stays on his line. When he plays for, comes out and commands that box mm. and gives you so much belief as mm. fans, and it must do as defenders when that happens. Mm. What about this one? I'm going to slightly amend Mark George's question. Oh, he's, Mark. He well, says, give, us, give us Mark's question. This is his Sorry. question. If Cardiff go down, can we expect a busy transfer window? I, I, I'd slightly change it to what will happen in the transfer window if Cardiff go down? Do you see mass exodus? Obviously, Aaron Gunnison is on we're his way. It's not, listen, it's not like we're, we've got players who he's a, he's a disgrace he's a Swans fan who works the office every time he walks past our room he just puts his thumbs down he's who's a, that little Cliffy yeah. I'm going to put him in a box later I'm posting the Swans you can call him out by name yeah. uh, sorry mate what was your question well what will happen if Cardiff go down in the transfer window obviously the lone players will depart we've talked about Etheridge yeah. Gunnison is on his way but you don't see too many too many leaving other than that? No, I don't. I don't I don't see I don't see Premier League clubs coming in and and, and raiding the uh, treasure box, so to speak. Uh, I I think what you look at is probably a very good championship team. You know? You don't look at it and think, you know, uh, he could play Premier League, he could play I think Camarasa who's on loan, so that's immaterial. Um Hoylet, I don't think he would get picked up by Premier League teams. Mendes Lang, I don't think would get picked up. Murphy, I don't think would get picked up by Premier League teams. Um, so Bruno you know, Manga, maybe. I I would say probably Manga is probably the one. He's he's him and Etheridge have had great seasons. You have to say very good seasons. Um, and Bruno wouldn't like I've said before. Bruno wouldn't look out of place if he was playing alongside. Um, I know, playing in Bournemouth's back line, something like that. You know, they've just picked up Matham, who, who's struggling at the moment. Matham, yeah. you can see he's struggling to adapt to the to the pace of things. So, you know, someone like Bournemouth, you know, someone like that, mid-table, Watford, you know, top eight team. Would Bruno look out of place playing? Could he play? Can he play in that team? Step in and step up with better players. Well, yeah, he's clearly one of Captain Cardiff's best. So. Um, I know Paul's got a suggestion for this uh, this question, no, haven't no, you, Paul? I, haven't. I thought no. you were going to say Joe Bennett. I think Joe Bennett could play for a, one of the teams that comes up potentially. Could be a target, but yeah, I would say I would say 
you know. Cardiff haven't potentially used Bennett to his full capabilities. I think he could be a more rampaging, attacking fullback. Mm. From my point of view, but yeah, we know said, that Cardiff we, don't do that. Well, we've said it, and we don't know whether it's whether he's not encouraged to do it enough, or he just again likes the hole. You're waiting for something to happen, and it's not happening. Yeah, do you know what I mean? You just don't know. You know, that's that's the uh, that's the beauty of being inside the dressing room rather than outside. I think what would worry me about Bruno Manga, and I, I think he's probably been Cardiff's best player this season. Actually, mm. um, for me, he just edges Etheridge, but. I think what would worry worry me about him was, despite all his outstanding sort of performances, it's it's the more negative things you remember that stand out, and the way Delafoe just left him standing in centre circle for that goal he scored um, for for Watford. I can't remember if it was his second or or his third goal. I mean that. Bruno looked leather-footed at that point. He was just in a bad position. Do you, do you think he just his body? Was his just body position was all wrong. Yeah. He was coming forward. It's like the it's like the it's like a boxer who's throwing a punch, yeah, hooking as you're throwing a one straight down the pipe. It knocks you out cold. One down the pipe. Why? Because your momentum is all coming forward. Bruno was coming forward, square on. Yeah. Yeah, like a box. Yeah. And Delafeo was in flight on his way, and he's quick enough, as you've seen on the weekend. He's quick enough. <laughs> To, to race Bruno if they were on a straight flat yeah foot for foot race so I wouldn't hold that against him Paul I understand it but I wouldn't hold that against him I just think if he was playing alongside Nathan Ake would he be as good up there with Nate I think yeah he probably would he would step up again because you know he's he's an international player yeah and um, you know you've got to think largely part of this season last part he's been player of the season playing out of position you know, we've, we've forgotten that now. He's in the centre-back position. But we forget three-quarters of this season. We spent half our podcast uh, talking uh, about how he shouldn't be playing. Uh, right, uh, back, uh, right back, right. So there's another string to your bow, though. If you're being picked up by a, a Premier League team, you're not only a very good centre... He's athletic, he's good in the air, he's good quick enough, overall. and he's a good defender overall. So, you know, I would say he's probably the one person, if someone comes, what Cardiff shouldn't do is just say, yeah, 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 we'll, we'll take... Five million quid. I don't know. In today's market, he's worth like you know, probably twelve million, fifteen million, quite quite comfortably. So, don't undersell yourselves. You know, get the deal right. If 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 he goes, and then reinvest it into the championship because you know that's if you go to the championship. Well, I was going to say, I need to cover Mark's question with a with an, another balanced version, which is what happens in Carter's transfer window if they stay up. What needs to happen? Nathan. Okay, so uh, if if I'm technical director at Cardiff now, which is like Not an application, uh, yeah, yeah, no, thank you. <laughs> um, you you would look at Cardiff and you would say, well, you're looking at the Championship or Premier League. Yeah, if you stay in the Premier League, you need to you need, you you've got two good keepers. Remember that. Yeah. You know, we signed good keeper who's not even been spoken about this season yeah exactly right you need for me you definitely need a right full back 
We've said that for a while. We've said that for a while. You find you find that nothing changes here. You're just going to say what we've said all. <laughs> you, need, you need a centre midfielder yeah, who yeah. can boss the game, yeah. and you need a striker who can score goals. Well, you need not, not just that. You need you need you need to change. For me, we need to change how we play. We need to improve how we play. We need to improve our ball possession. I keep saying it, and I won't stop saying. It. Even in the championship when we went up, say we need to improve our ball possession. We need to be able to cope with things like rotation against us. We need to be able to rotate. We've yep. got, you know, it's all done on the training ground. But yep. you're going to buy players. You're buying what defenders who can defend, but can get forward. If you're looking at fullbacks, solid centre backs, you're looking for that experience, that knowledge, that leadership qualities. Strikers, you need you need more than anything. You need a, a striker and get you 25 goals. It's feasible Cardiff could lose their entire midfield in the summer, basically, at the moment. Yeah, very true. So that's maybe three signings that they'd have to get right in, in order to implement what you're saying about keeping the ball better. Yeah. they got in three players who could really keep the ball and yeah. boss the game. Yeah. Then that I helps, say, I, it? I, Yeah, it does. Um, but, you know, you, you, you resign to losing Gunnison. Right, so you, you go out, you, you scour Europe, Africa, South America for that midfielder who can hold and control a game. Right, and they're out there, I, I've seen them. Uh, a goal scorer, the, the boy Moise Keane, I mentioned him well, he's, pre, he's pre Christmas. flying for Juventus. Right, you know, these players like Blakey that. Like scout report. Right, well, I've got, I've got another hundred of them, mate, but it's not my job, it's not our job on the boot room to do the club's work. Do you know what I mean? Just out of interest, how much did Decora cost Watford? Not a heck of a lot, but he's going to go for about £40 million. No, no, but there's a, so I didn't know if they'd spent a lot of money on it, but there's it an example. Ren. Yeah, well, you, there's an example. There's a great a, example, Paul. Brilliant, yeah. brilliant. So I got player. contacts in places like uh, South Africa, Mark Fish, my old mate. Yeah, you go South America, you go Europe, Italy, France. You know, not the Premier League teams, not the Liga teams. You look, you scour, you you look at under twenty one players. You know, Basel, places like that, and they're out there. You just you just need to have a plan to fit it all together. Do you know what I mean? You've got to know what you're looking for, how you want to play. I always say in relation to the fans you have made this point Cardiff are very much like a Chelsea they want to see very good football at pace football, but you've got to be tough right they won't accept like no disrespect to our neighbours down the road but they won't accept that 20 passes a goal but or ultimately you get beat up yeah you, yeah. Get, you get physically that's, that's their like problem that at the moment Cardiff. they're physically they can get physically dominated by teams who aren't as good as them right now that is not acceptable at Cardiff City. You won't you fans will they'll freak out me. You know what I mean? Eddie saw them out. Remember those shots, Paul? <laughs> when you weren't when you weren't having it enough with the opposition. Eddie saw them out, the old soul crew having a proper go. You gotta go in and you know, they wanna see you play, like I say, quick, decent good football, but you've gotta be physical. You've gotta have aggression in your game, and that's a Cardiff City philosophy, basically. It's understanding that. And then building from top down, bottom up. Academy needs to improve. Players through the academy. I'm going on. Anyway. I can't add to that. No, I was going to let you. I was going to let I you. Know. I was going to let you carry on. I know. It's it's frustrating when you've got so many ideas in your head, and you you want to see them develop at the club, and you you, you don't see them, and they're not going to be done overnight. But like, well, you say, that's what, that's what, a day. That's what the boom you know, is for, isn't it? But 
yeah, it's come on, man. You know, like I say, the academy we've had going for how many years now? I think Aaron was the last top quality player we've had out of there. And he's on his way to Juve. Not bad, is it? One of the top highest paid players in the world. Yeah, not a bad uh, yeah. guy. Cardiff are getting no cut well, of nothing. I can't, I can't say any more than that. Blake, you're off to have a short break. Mm. And uh, Blakey can continue. Not that it annoys me. <laughs> we'll be back with some predictions. Got a question for Blakey? Tweet us at Cardiff City Live. Footy five, Blakey. Last week, um, Come Paul, you got a few it. good. Oh, I would have identified then well. You got a few good results. <laughs> <to take. laughs> I'm crap. Let down by Crystal Palace, I have to say. Beating, Again, beating Newcastle when you said a two 0 win for, for Newcastle. Newcastle. I just yeah. hate Chris. Not in that bad way. I cannot just predict not, that. You team. can't read them. No. You can't read them. I have the same problem with Everton. Try and bet on Everton in an accumulator. And yeah, it, it never comes in. Yeah, because they've been on great form. Yeah, but that, where does that come from? That, they were terrible. They were absolutely terrible. Let's give you this week's Spotify fixtures. Then uh, starting. Well, actually, no, we'll finish with Burnley Cardiff. We'll start with Brighton against Bournemouth. Oh man, that's the, I know Brighton going to win. Bournemouth are on a terrible run. Bournemouth are on the beach, mate, as they say in <laughs> football. They're in Barbados. Um, I can think. I think. Brian all right. So, now. so gone now. Right. No more with my heart hoping. All head. Right. I'm just gonna go all head. Right. So Brighton, Bournemouth at Brighton. I'm gonna go uh, two one win for Brighton. Two one Brighton. What does your head say about Fulham against Everton? Oh, Everton away win. 3-0 3-0 maybe 4 uh, did you see Fulham on weekend they are gone they've given up I think they been. are gone that is just, that is I've never known a season where, where you two buy clubs. a load of players it doesn't work and now you're seeing them like they were people like not even running they were like jogging walking not tackling it was like wow I'm a celebrity get me out of here yeah, please do um, Southampton Wolves Interesting one, I think. Wolves haven't done Cardiff a favour when they've needed one this season. No, and they always lose to the lower teams. Yeah. Uh, and Southampton are playing well, and Wolves are off a. Oh, how gutted was I with that result? Big FA Cup semi final oh, defeat. Oh, my days. I'm going to go Southampton 1, Wolves 1. 1 all. And then down into the Championship, your old side, Sheffield United against Millwall. Come on, the Blades. Gotta be a home um, win, isn't it? Like a greasy chip butty. Do you know that song? Your wife's from York, yeah? Not my wife, but yeah, go on. Right, <laughs> and Sheffield, like a greasy chip butty. Like Sheffield United. Okay. She know that one. She's from North Yorkshire. Posh, posh part. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, I was loving it. Was I was yeah, it's South Yorkshire. Yeah, come on, mate. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Sheffield United win. 1-0. 1-0 Sheffield United so we'll all have a go at Cardiff Burnley versus Cardiff I should say um, starting with you Nathan this is What's your head are you, st- are, you, are, you still, are you still going head here or does heart come into it when it's Cardiff uh, up at Burnley anything other than a win is Burnley safe isn't it really anything other than a Cardiff win I think Burnley do us to be honest with you I don't think the fact that we've had like a nine-day rest either helps us. I would, you know, 
I think that momentum of playing and they got momentum and we haven't, I think they do us. So I'm going to go 2-0 uh, uh, Burnley. Sorry, Cardiff Ultra boys. Ultra-realism. But we can only be... I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm going just total, not heart, I'm going total head. Paul, you're the ray of sunshine in this room. I think if Cardiff pick that team that I mentioned earlier... Paul for manager. I know, yeah. Yes. <laughs> I think they can go there and shock them, but... Paul I, Warnock, let's I, get it. Hashtag Paul Warnock. What are you, right? what are you saying? 1-0 to Burnley. After all that? You're trying to be honest, mate. I know. I think I think Cardiff will set up the way Blakey and you say they'll set up and try and keep it tight and nick it in the last 20. And I think they'll probably lose it in the last 20. Do you know, Paul, just them. thinking about what you just said there, the problem is we don't have any other way. No. That is the problem. There is no element of surprise. If you understand what I mean. There's no other way. There's no other way. Yeah, I think. Isn't that right, there's a Mancunian band in it? I can't remember who it is. Oh, Monday it. people or whatever they're called. Probably Happy Mondays. Right? Only listen. Yeah. Only listen to bands from Manchester anyway. Yeah. Right. Well, I've got to say for my prediction that I'm going all hearts because this is my for the listeners' benefit. This is the last Cardiff game that I'll be covering as a journalist for Wales Online. <laughs> this is my last boot room I'll be doing for Wales Online as well. So I have to go with the, with the heart and say I really, really hope Cardiff win this and get their relegation for, um, for, let's do it for Dom back on track yeah. hashtag <laughs> D-I-D do it for Dom I cannot see that catch yeah? at, at all no. I'm going to go 2-0 Cardiff there you go okay so the day he's leaving so just he at last predicts a Cardiff win yeah, and gets so off just, the fence after just, all this time, all those splinters he got in his booty just he so, finally gets off it just so the listeners know Dom has uh, yeah. this is Dom's last game he's going to, he's chosen to go and cover a smaller club by <laughs> writing on Manchester United. So good luck with your new job there, Dom. Yes, good luck, um, Dom. Good the luck. boot room will continue. Of course it will. It will be even better. Of course it will. Uh, we still have the main three people on the boot room <laughs> who are Blakey, Blakey Shadow, <laughs> and me. <laughs> but best of luck to Dom, and I'm sure yeah. Cardiff City fans will wish will you all the best. Wish you the best, and thank you for your Absolutely outstanding Dom. coverage of Cardiff City over yeah. the last year or so. Yeah, it's been great getting to know you, mate. You know? Yeah, it's been and great. It's been, yeah. And it's the boot room has gone to a new dimension. Yeah, Dom. mate, it's been. It's going to be hard to replace, mate. Well, there you go, big big seat. To and fill we thought it. it couldn't get better after John Doyle left, and look at that. I'm sure it will. There you go. I'm sure it'll just keep going from strength to strength. There's a lesson for everybody, isn't it? You know, you sell a player and you think, oh, it's the end of the world, our best player. And then, lo and behold, something better comes along. Exactly. Look at that. I hope it's, I hope it's I don't more. mean it, John. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure John will be listening. But no, thank you, um, Boot Room listeners, for all your support. And as Paul says, the show will go on. So thanks for joining us. And um, I'm sure the show will be back very, very soon. Thank you.